0: You are listening to I Love the Holy Ghost with Dr. Pat Harrison. On our podcast, we've been talking about peace. We're going to continue talking about peace today. We're going to come from it from a different, little different area, but for you to have understanding of peace and um, the many things that... um, Jesus suffered for us. <laughs> and um, so we're just going to continue to talk about it. And you know, um, Isaiah prophesied that Jesus bore our griefs, our sorrows, our pains, and punishment. Jesus did not suffer with us, he suffered for us. Jesus wasn't sinful, sick, or distressed, but we are. <laughs> we need a Savior. We need healing for our spirits, souls, and bodies. And Jesus already had peace with God. Uh, We are the ones who need reconciliation and peace with God. Therefore, Jesus suffered for us the punishment that rightfully belonged to us so that we could have a relationship with the Father Therefore, Jesus suffered for us the punishment that rightfully belonged to us so that we can have the relationship with the Father that he has and all the blessings that go along with that relationship. God made peace by the blood of the cross. Think about all that happened to Jesus, how he was beaten and spit upon, how spikes were nailed in his hands and how a spear was driven into his side. He suffered all the pain and humiliation so he could become peace for us. We can quote the verse from Isaiah, but do you ever think about what that really means? What does the phrase chastisement needle to obtain peace and well-being for us what was upon us? What does that mean for us? Chastisement means the inflicting of pain to obtain peace. The infliction of pain to obtain peace was upon Jesus. Sin had brought disorder, unpeace into life, and disrupted humanity's relationship with the Father God. And in our sinfulness, we can never satisfy the demand of justice needed to pay the penalty for sin. But Jesus, the perfect and sinless one, could. He bore the punishment for us, he bore the sorrow. He bore the anxiety, hallelujah, he bore the pressure, he bore the trouble, he bore the pity and the self-pity and the tension, he bore the mental anguish, he bore bore all those bad things so we don't have to. Jesus bore everything our mind can conceive that would rob us of peace. He bore the punishment for sin in his mind as well as in his body. Therefore, if our minds are in a state of unrest or unpeace or unease, we are not fully tapping into Jesus and who he is. He obtained perfect peace for us. So our minds can be in a state of tranquility and peace all the time. But we have to do something. We we can't just sit back and let our minds wander in every direction. (laughs) We must take a good look at what Jesus has done for us and renew our minds. We must read and study the Word of God. We have to pray over that Word and ask the Holy Spirit to show us exactly what that Word means for me personally. We cannot settle for anything less than that total peace of God. We need to sense His presence from the top of our heads to the tip of our toes, everywhere we go and everything we do. We don't have to be frustrated or in a state of unrest. Jesus was our substitute in everything. Praise God, He took our place. And we need to close our eyes and get a picture of Jesus suffering for us, for us, because he already suffered everything for us. We cannot allow our minds to be in anguish and so mentally tormented that we cannot hear what the Spirit of God is saying to us. We don't have to walk around in agony of mind because Jesus came as our Prince of Peace. Isaiah prophesied of the agony that Jesus would suffer for us, In chapter 52 and verse 14, it says, But many were amazed when they saw him. His face was so disfigured, he seemed hardly human, and from his appearance, one would scarcely know he was a man. The Bible says Jesus was unrecognizable. He was spit upon, he was beaten, he was turned over to the Romans. He had on a crown of thorns, which punctured his head and caused blood to run down his face. He was scourged by the Romans but that wouldn't cause him to be unrecognizable. What caused him to be unrecognizable? The torment he experienced in his mind caused him to be unrecognizable. You know, many times we think that he was unrecognizable just because of the physical suffering in his body. Yes, he suffered physically, but he also suffered mentally. On the cross suffered, Jesus suffered in his mind. The mind is the battlefield where the devil comes to to torment us. So he was suffering in, our, in his mind so that we can maintain peace in our mind. You know, it is apparent that he did uh, suffer in his mind because the scripture says that he was unrecognizable. If you've ever worked or been around someone who has suffered mentally, you probably notice that he or she does not always look like himself or herself. This is because of the agony and the pain and the mental anguish they experience. Jesus was unrecognizable because he was suffering in all this mental anguish for us. So we wouldn't have to. Praise God, he did it for us. So when the enemy tries to come in our minds, we need to think about Jesus on the cross. We need to close our eyes and see him suffering all that mental anguish for us. He was in such a state of unrest and unease in his mind that there was horrible anguish. He looked horrible and was unrecognizable because of the anguish and pain that he was suffering in his mind. He bore that mental anguish and pain for us, so there's no need for us to bear it. To maintain peace, we need to express and declare what we believe and what we receive and what we don't receive we can say something like this. No, I don't receive this mental torment. Jesus suffered that, so I don't have to. I'm going to remain in peace from the top of my head to the tips of my toes. We have to be determined to do this daily until the peace and rest comes. Because the devil brings the torment through our minds. That's why there's so much in the word about the renewing of our minds. We need to see Jesus as he was at the point of wanting to pull his hair out because of all he was suffering. We need to see Jesus at the point where he is saying, I can't take this pressure anymore. We need to see him at the point that he is so full of grief that a pity party wants to come on him in his mind. He suffered all that. That's why he was not recognizable. Have you ever seen someone tormented in their mind? They don't look like themselves. And... uh Jesus bore all that anguish and torment for us, hallelujah, so that we could have tranquility or mind or peace of mind. Uh, say that unrest and distress is trying to come on you because your spouse may not be doing things that are right in a marriage or a covenant relationship. What should you do? You should not become agitated and let your mind run 15 different directions. You should bring yourself back in line with the Word and bring peace to your mind. God is your source. God is the one who changes things, not you. God is the one who changes people, not you. If we could, we would change ourselves, but we certainly can't. It takes God to work in us and work things out uh, in us and through us for our good. We need God in every area of our lives. Every day we need to focus on Jesus. We need to find ourselves uh, in the peace of God. And when we find ourselves in unpeace, we need to stop and close our eyes and picture him on the cross, unrecognizable because of the horrible torment that was happening in his mind. We need to go to the word, word of God and find those scriptures on peace and how he bore our penalties and sin and suffered for us on the cross. Then we will be free and in total peace. We will be in complete uh, peace. We will be complete in Him, spirit, soul, and body. And I said, you know, in the beginning, talking about peace, that when my husband, Buddy, uh, decided to move to heaven, it was a different, very difficult time in many ways, you know. Uh, and I knew he was going, but letting go is never easy. <laughs> Throughout our married life, we had done everything together, you know. Uh, Besides our family, we were in ministry and business together. And after Buddy went to heaven, I wasn't lonely because I have an intimate relationship with my Father God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. But I had to adjust to the difference of not having Buddy to talk with. I can remember sitting at a business meeting after Buddy was gone and thinking, Someone needs to say something. Why doesn't someone say something? Then I realized that everyone was waiting on me to say something. After all, I was the boss now. It was not my job now to say something. Since Buddy wasn't there, it was my place to speak up. At that time, the number number of decisions that I needed to make and the amount of pressure upon me was almost overwhelming. I had to fight for my peace and my rest. I sought the Lord, but I didn't beg him for help because that's not faith. I had to pray with my understanding in the spirit so that my natural man would calm down. And once I was calm, the spirit man could rise up and I could hear what the Lord was saying to me. <laughs> peace. I was aware of the peace. And during the time of transition when Buddy went to heaven and the Lord told me to continue to meditate two scriptures. Isaiah 26.3 and Psalms 34.7. And all day I would I would think on those verses. And I would say them out loud and I would pray them out loud and I would thank God that my mind and emotions were in perfect peace because I was trusting him and keeping my focus on him. I would praise God that his angels were stationed all around me to deliver me from every wicked and evil scheme. I would praise Jesus for all he did for me when he suffered and died on the cross and I would picture Jesus taking upon himself all the torment the fear and the distress that was trying to come on me. And I refused to receive torment, fear and distress because he had already took it for me. And this is how I walked through those difficult, difficult days. And I did it in peace. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, we need to uh, know that, you know, we can walk in peace in every situation. And that the process of walking and living in peace starts with understanding that the chastisement, the punishment that Jesus Jesus suffered, healed us in every way, in our spirit, our soul, and our body. And we will never be uh, whole if our souls are not whole. Operating in peace is part of the healing process of the soul. And you read it again in Isaiah 53, 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace, for our peace, was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. The chastisement, needed to obtain peace and well-being for us, was placed on Jesus. You know, a lot of times we think that healing is only for the body, but it's also for the soul. And the mind is included in the soul. Jesus bore stripes for the healing of our bodies, but he also bore agony of mind for the healing of our souls. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. When the word of God says that there is nothing we can be involved with or any circumstance that will come against us, that Christ cannot identify it, that means everything. It means that he had to suffer mentally in his mind, unrest and... and unpeace begin in the mind we have to understand that jesus suffered that agony in his mind and spirit so that we can have peace and quietness and rest hallelujah we don't have to buy into the lies of the devil our minds can be in a state of tranquility and peace at all times just as the spirit man is we should not settle for anything else uh, We should not settle really for anything less than the peace of God totally saturating us. Jesus did it for us, therefore we can operate in peace. He has done it for us. When we get to the place that we are in unpeace, then we need to go back and say, no, Jesus did that for me, I can operate in peace. And we don't have to feel frustrated or feel like we you know, need to pull, want to pull our hair out, or we need to see Jesus on the cross suffering for us, knowing that he has already born bore the torment, so we don't have to, and we need to declare, Satan, you're not going to rob my peace, I'm going to stay in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and maintain my peace, because he bought it for me, he is the Prince of Peace, therefore, he is my peace, thank you, Jesus, that is so wonderful. And when you get the revelation of that, you'll you, you'll be so thrilled that you can continually walk in the peace of God and you will begin to see that it is so. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You know, a lot of people think that all their problems are in life are over when they get born again. From now on they think that, you know, they think that life should be comfortable and carefree. <laughs> But that's not what the scripture says. Life doesn't become comfortable and problem free because you've said the sinner's prayer. In, first, in John 16, 33, Jesus said, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. Be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So yes, you're going to encounter challenges. And maybe hard times as long as we live in this world, but that doesn't mean we have to be sad, distressed, or defeated. We can overcome because Jesus overcome. Or I like to say it this way: We are the victor because Jesus maintained, because Jesus got our victory, got the victory for us. We are victorious, and we are the victors. Hallelujah! Jesus did it for us. He promised us that He would have that we would have help in this life. And he gave us the Holy Spirit so that we can. He said in John 14, 16, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with thee forever. And that is the Holy Spirit. You know, and in today a lot of times when we think about the word comforter, we think the Holy Spirit is here to empathize with us, hold our hands and speak soothing words as we go through difficult times. But that's not an accurate picture of the Holy Spirit. He does more than assure us. He provides assistance and He provides strength to us so that we continually overcome. He brings truth to our minds and He keeps us on the right course. He reminds us of what Jesus said and empowers us to keep His commands. The Holy Spirit isn't going to make life comfortable for us. He will empower us to overcome but we have to allow them to do so. I've had a lot of uncomfortable days in my life. For starters, you know, in the beginning, I was a very shy and introverted person. You know, and I'd rather sit on the back row and stand out of the limelight and never say a word. But that isn't what God had planned for me, and I had to rely on the Holy Spirit to empower me so that I could minister. And when I began to study on the subject of love, uh, the Spirit of God uh, was even stronger in me to confess every day about the love scriptures. And it's in 1 Corinthians thirteen four through 8, you know, and uh, that was uncomfortable. And for a long time I thought, well, I'm just lying until it became a revelation to me that this is who I am because that's who God is and I'm to be like Him. You know, it wasn't comfortable for me or pleasant when my husband, uh, Buddy, decided to move to heaven. Because since the day we we were married, we had been a team. Together we made decisions about the family, the businesses, and our ministry. Now half of the team was in heaven. (laughs) This was a huge change, and I had a lot of decisions to make without him. But because I knew the Holy Spirit, and I knew how to stay in the peace of God, I came through that that transition victoriously. So the Holy Spirit will do everything and be everything Jesus said if we allow him to fulfill his ministry through us and be who he is in us. Though Jesus is no longer physically present on earth, the Holy Spirit is here to enable us to walk in all that the word says is ours. The peace that Jesus Christ has given to us from looking into His face through His Word, because He and His Word are one. Uh, Part of the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to give us understanding of that and how to walk in it. And we need to fully understand and recognize the contentment that comes from Him. We have to understand there's a difference between being contented and being comfortable. Contentment causes us to be steadfast, and to know that we know that we know what the word says is true then we can operate and maintain everything that God has said in our lives love joy peace gentleness forbearance patience all of these things produce contentment in contentment we will know God we will be quick to obey the will of God and we know that we will know that we can do what God says not in the natural but according to his abilities that he has given us and the gifts and graces he has placed on the inside of us. On the other hand, being comfortable is allowing ourselves to get in a place where we don't want to be disturbed, don't want to make changes, or do anything that is challenging. We are, when we are in our own little comfort zones, we are comfortable with everything around us and it's so wonderful. We don't want God to ask us to do something hard or impossible that is going to require us to use our faith. You know, basically what we're saying is, don't bother me. I'm doing real good here. I want to stay right here. I'm just real comfortable. (laughs) But being in a comfort zone is spiritually dangerous because we will depend on our abilities and do things our way rather than trusting in God and doing things His way. And we don't, certainly don't want to do anything that would challenge our faith and make us uncomfortable. The things that He asks us to do cannot be accomplished in our own strength or by our abilities and talents. We should never totally trust in the natural. We continue to lean on God, who He is, knowing that He brings us into that which He says. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5 through 8 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. The Hebrew word for lean means to support yourself. So we are not to support ourselves independently of God. We are to depend on Him. He is a source of all our supply, and that includes the supply of peace. Hallelujah. And then in uh, 2 Peter 2, 1 and 2, he says, We must keep our minds stayed on him in order to remain in contentment at peace. It reads like this, May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Notice that Peter said, Peace is multiplied through the knowledge of God and Jesus. Peter was not talking about a knowledge that came from only reading a book. He was referring to a knowledge that came from personal experience. It means that we must spend time with the Lord through prayer, worship, and study of the word in order for peace to be multiplied in our lives. Nothing that God has promised will operate in our lives to its fullest when we are in unrest and unpeace. The more we experience the the Lord's presence and power, the more peace will be multiplied in our lives. And we will remain in peace and not unpeace, we will be quiet. We will be uh, in total control of our minds because we have the Word of God and we have the Spirit of God, and we can remain in that peace and that contentment, and continually have peace multiplied in our lives. Hallelujah! <laughs> Thank God. Thank God we can continually have peace and contentment in our life because of Jesus and his word and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We're so thankful for Jesus who bore everything for us in his body, in his mind, in his soul that in his spirit, that we could be free, Lord, and we could walk in the fullness of all that he has done for us. Therefore, we can live in joy and peace. (laughs) Hallelujah. And we can always have a peaceful life in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to I Love the Holy Ghost with Dr. Pat Harrison. For more information, go to patharrisonministries.org.